0: Time to take the next step with Looney Libis. This week, I have a special guest.
1: Hello, this is Kat Berman of c
0: And Kat's here visiting us at Fledge this week, which is what the background noise is about. Uh, so Kat, give us, a, give us a one-line description of what c does.
1: Sure. So we believe that every dollar should be aligned with your values. So we're a financial technology company that aligns your cash and fixed incomes with the causes and communities you care about.
0: That was a lot of words. Hmm. That, was, that was good. It, in one it, breath? It, it described what to do. What sets it apart from putting my money in a, in a normal bank?
1: Yeah, a couple things. Well, first of all, as many of your listeners may know, if you put in a normal bank, it is likely not doing what you'd like it to do, meaning most traditional banks invest in things like fossil fuels, private prisons. So even though you're putting your money in a place that you think is secure, it's actually often working at odds with what you believe in or the type of world you want to live in. On the flip side, it's also not making you much money. (laughs) So it's not even keeping up with inflation. So the dirty little secret is most of us who keep our cash in a traditional bank, and even possibly have a CD, uh, are actually losing money when you look at the rate of inflation. So what we've been able to do at CNote is create alternatives, is create investment products where you can put your dollars to work in meaningful ways. Know that 100% of your dollars are being invested in really important things, such as affordable housing, investing in women entrepreneurs, creating schools and low-income communities, and at the same time, it's earning you a great return. So for example, instead of getting a 0.09% return, um, or maybe even a 1.3% return on a CD product, you can make 2.75% on our flagship fund. In in
0: 2019, in case this is 2029 20, and you're listening, and, and interest rates have gone up. That's right. Uh, how long ago did you start this?
1: Uh, three years ago.
0: Three. It's been three years. Already. It's been three. Years. <laughs> so we we met when it was fairly new. <laughs> Very like new. Within a year at a at a SoCap event. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's talk. If you can remember back three years. Yeah. Uh, you had this idea.
1: Yeah.
0: And how'd you get the how'd you get from there to the first hundred customers? What was your path?
1: Wow. We tried a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we started off retail. So we started off really focused on how do we get individuals to sign up on the website and invest in our products. C- Crowdfundy and- style. Kind of, kind of. And so, we tried everything from Facebook ads, to podcasts, to handing out flyers at the Ferry Building in San Francisco. Um, I'm a fan of guerrilla marketing. So we tried a lot of things. Um, and we believe in thoughtful experimentation. So it was not just throw every, you know all the pasta at the wall and see what sticks. It was try you know, very calculated experiments and see where the ROI was. We we're also pretty good at asking people how they heard about it and monitoring where the inflows are coming. And so what we learned was that the vast majority of new customers were coming from word of mouth it wasn't coming from anything paid we were (laughs) doing it was actually coming from someone who signed up had a great experience and said this is awesome you should try this dear friend so I,
0: i can relate to that i run fledged business accelerator i've seen a few thousand applications we ask everybody how did you hear about it and number one answer is friend there you go. Yeah. They don't tell us which friend. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So can't actually work that channel very well, yeah, easily.
1: You have to deliver superior products. I think for us is our attention to detail and our attention to customers and that type of belief in each individual, each member we call our, our customers matters, I think shows in, in the in the uptick and, and the traction.
0: Okay. So I'll keep prying on here. Did you sure. get did you get any help? To get those, did you go through any programs, did you? uh... Oh,
1: in terms of accelerators? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) you know, we actually were part of Y Combinator's summer fellowship. That is their early stage program. I will say, while I really appreciate the YC community, we did not get much help from YC. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's a bit funny, um, and it's one of the reasons I probably don't mention it as much as I feel honored to have been accepted. But at the same time, I would not say it's the most valuable. Even that program
0: doesn't work for every company. No. Yeah, that, no. that, that's the first negative story I have heard in person, at least. Yeah, uh-huh. again,
1: great community. And I think the resources they give you, like we still use Bookface and Summit. So I do think it's a really wonderful community of entrepreneurs, like a very pay it forward community of entrepreneurs. But from a pure nuts and bolts, I can't say that they unlocked marketing for us. Okay. At least
0: in, in your niche, right? Yeah, in, exactly. In, we'll call this FinTech. Yeah, FinTech yeah. for good. So you jokingly said it was straight line path
1: because
0: hmm. um, it's never a straight it's line path. It's never straight <coughs> Anyone tell
1: you that is lying. No, they, it, it makes a good movie. The social <laughs> network right. is a straight line That's path. That's right. uh,
0: What's the last three big learnings you, you've had?
1: Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Oh, I'll say, I mean, one that may be obvious or not obvious is listen to your data after your gut. (laughs) Meaning, I think as entrepreneurs, we often think we know the answer. And I just think spot checking that with data is really important. So for example, we may have a hypothesis that what our clients care about is X. And that's great and all, but you really need the data to back it up to say, oh, Do we actually see that more clients care about X and what are they answering and what are they doing and really observing how they interact with your product as opposed to going with the entrepreneurial gut? I'm an absolute fan of entrepreneurial wisdom and intuition, and certainly it's part of what we we rely on, but it's not all that we rely on. And I think that's a very um, important piece of our business is really being data-driven.
0: And is that you come up with a hypothesis and then you figure out how to measure that? Yes. Or is Mm -hmm. it... You've already collected a bunch of data, and then you come with a hypothesis, and you see if it's true in that data. I
1: would say the latter in terms of, yeah, we usually see some trends, but it's easy to jump to conclusions. Oh, I got the answer. This must be the perfect, right? This must be the perfect marketing channel, right? Yeah, or
0: justification. The flaw in here is... That's right. right, I think, I, I don't know if you have gender data, but I think most of our customers are women. Right. You look at the last few weeks of data, oh, look at that. they mostly women. Right. And then you're done. Right. But you've justified it as opposed to, I wonder which which gender is more common. Let's ask the data and then run it for the last few months and the last year. And, and, and then, then continuing
1: to run it, too, because yeah. there are certainly points of our time where we, For I'll give you a great example on the retail side, we thought for sure it was definitely just women and millennials were our clientele, right? Those under 40 and women, that is C-Note's clientele, and that's it. And you're
0: sitting there on Facebook trying to just tune into that. And then
1: suddenly, and this was probably about a year and a half ago, we had this influx of men come in and with really big checks. And we're going, what is happening? And it completely blew our entire hypothesis (laughs) out of the water. Um, Now, granted, I would still say we skew women and millennial, but we do have a big (laughs) chunk of... No, what I would say
0: is that you have three customer segments. (laughs) (laughs) You have one that's millennials, you have one that's older women, older Mm. than millennials, Yeah. uh, no offense, and one one that's men. And now you have the trouble of you have three (laughs) customer segments and now you perhaps need three sets of messaging Mm. in order to maximize each of those three.
1: Well, and I Um, think it's about understanding which of those customers provides right which is the best ar- alignment and best roi because i do think there's you got to be careful not to spread yourself too thin right yep. and we could be three very different things for those very different audiences so
0: yeah that's that's a, a struggle and a balance of startups is lack of resources right although when i was selling to verizon mm-hmm. they were talking about lack of resources too as was at&t sure. and t-mobile and, every, and and vodafone was talking right. about lack it's of everybody's resources.
1: everybody's issue everybody
0: has a lack of resources but a startup has Very, as a true lack of resources. And so you may just ignore the fact you have three customer segments and continue targeting two because you think that works, or you may find that two have the same messaging right. that works. So right. you don't have to do three, three steps. Or of that work. one is high
1: attrition, right? I do remember oh, yeah. early in our, So once we graduated YC, we had it. Um, we ended up winning a big South by Southwest competition, and so we had an uptick in what we call yield chasers. So these were kind of younger guys, smart guys, but they really just wanted. The best return, which is great. We have the best return, but they are so fickle that if there was any movement in the market, they would leave and come back, leave and come back, leave and come back. And we thought, well, that's not our ideal client, right? Because we're talking about community dollars here. And so I do think knowing who your clients are, and even if they're some of the quickest to adopt, tracking them to know what their behavior is and are they the real type of client you want or not, right?
0: Yep. Not all customers are worth the same amount. No. Do you track cost of acquisition and lifetime value? We certainly do. Predict lifetime value? Yeah,
1: we certainly do. I will say, you know, we've opened up a really strong B2B channel. So we work a lot right now with asset managers and foundations. So that's a whole different... CAC conversation but on the yeah. retail side like, CAC
0: being Cost of Acquisition, acquisition thank of customers you. Yeah.
1: Exactly Yeah and in FinTech in particular it's a really interesting place to do this work because I always say we've created the gas and they're still building the car meaning we, cre- we have opened up really amazing investment opportunities for people who want a good return and invest with their values and yet most people don't like to talk about finance and don't know what's happening with their money yeah. right and so i would argue we're we're in a really fun time in history where there's tons of interesting neo banks and platforms trying to build the car for our gas
0: and who's the who's the closest competitor For us? Yeah.
1: I would say early on it was Calvert. When we just had one product, um, it was Calvert Impact Notes. Um, I love Calvert. I mean, truthfully, I think they are pioneers in the industry. So we wanted to be intentional about complementing, not competing. Um, We've since now launched another product and have another one coming out. So I think what we're really trying to build on is the technology piece as opposed to the asset management piece. We don't want to be launching 20 products every year. To us it's more about how do we build the technology that's here to stay so that all of us can invest with our values. That's really where we're going.
0: And this is just for the rich people of the the US, just the accredited investors?
1: Definitely not, definitely not. So uh, From the get-go, we wanted to democratize this. So when my co-founder and I got together and said, there is no reason why when we give our money to a financial institution, it shouldn't be creating more of the world we want to live in. There's absolutely no reason that can't happen, but it's not. So let's do this. And we realized that it shouldn't just be accredited investors that get that opportunity to go, oh, that felt good, or oh, I'm proud of where my money sleeps. It should be all of us. And that, in fact, will create even more impact if all of us could participate. And so the first product we ever launched that's on our website right now is open to everyone. You do not have to be rich. You do not have to be an accredited investor. And there's no minimum.
0: Uh, And so which path did you take to, make this available to everyone?
1: So we went through the SEC qualification for Reg A+.
0: Okay, and Reg A+, for those who don't know what that is, that was part of the JOBS Act of 2012, which you couldn't use until like 2015, but it was part of the JOBS Act of 2012. It lets any company raise up to $25 million from any U.S. citizen, and the downside is that you have to go through some efforts with the SEC, and so what, that took a month?
1: That took 10 months. And I'm told that that was a quick process. I know, not only do I know people it took two years, but I have um, a friend in Oakland who's do- using Reggae Plus, and she's on the wait list. She can't even actually get in front of the SEC list to do a Reggae Plus. Okay,
0: well, that, I guess that's success and failure, right there. Right. right. Uh, success and popularity. Right. Uh, democratizing investments and uh, failure of the government to <laughs>
1: make it easier. <laughs>
0: get through the process in yeah. a reasonable amount of time.
1: That's right. Okay. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, where do we find you? It, so now everybody's listening can invest. How do we? How do we find you?
1: Yep. So our website is mycnote.com. And M-Y-C-N-O-T-E.com. There again, $1 is the minimum, so no excuse not to get started. All right, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me.